Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 3, Episode 6, GX1. The original air date for this episode was November 2nd, 1987. It was directed by Michael Vahar, who we had direct Ghost Ship. And uh, this is his second episode, and he's going to go on to direct 15 more episodes. Nice. And by Ghost Ship, I mean the MacGyver episode. Yeah, not, not, the, not, not the, the horror, horror film. film. Um, from the creators of 13 Ghosts and House on Haunted Hill, I believe. Hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure it was like their third like major outing. Yeah, like, I enjoy all those movies. Not that they're of any extreme high quality, but yeah. they're just entertaining. But they definitely got worse and worse as far <laughs> as that trilogy went. I, I definitely preferred House on Haunted Hill to 13 Ghosts. And I preferred 13 Ghosts to Ghost Ship. Okay. Ghost Ship um, really is just about that one scene. Yeah, the, the opening gambit of Ghost Ship is, yeah. is the whole price of admission. Um, and, and I like Tony Shalhoub, but I feel like the 13 Ghosts was basically a remake of House on Haunted Hill. Oh, and I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> no. 13 Ghosts was essentially a remake of the actual original 13 Ghosts. Because they're both remakes, House mm-hmm. on Haunted Hill yeah, and 13 yeah. Ghosts. But... Um, but they're also very similar movies. Like mm-hmm. they're both like, oh, we're in a haunted place. Yeah. Oh, and it locked us all in to stay the night. Oh, but there's a comic relief in the form of Matthew Willard slash Chris Kattan. <laughs> oh, but he died. Oh, but he saved us. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> like his ghost saves us at the end. And you know what's so great about talking about horror films on this very special day? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> you know, the day of horror. Everyone knows. <laughs> Everyone's frightened of a new year. Um, it and is the officially prospect. 2016 for you, not for us. We're, we we live in the past. Yeah, that's why we're doing a MacGyver podcast. Yeah, we we wouldn't be doing this if we were keeping up with the times, um, but we're not. And I should also mention that this episode was written by Calvin Clements Jr., whose writing credits escape me at the moment. Oh. Um, but I'm sure he's great. And uh, yeah, so why don't we discuss uh, this episode in brief? Uh, in this episode, uh, a top secret experimental plane a u.s plane has crashed and they by they i mean macgyver and nikki carpenter right have to get to the wreckage and destroy the top secret cooling system before the russians get a hold of it and it's not really explained very well by pete as far as what nikki carpenter's purpose in this mission yeah is. in fact it's very oddly it's very explained. vague it's just like macgyver look this will annoy you so i'm gonna do it because yeah. you annoy me all the time it just seems like an, a revenge mm-hmm. mission um, but, uh, it's just, so does she work for Phoenix Foundation now? She just straight up is an agent of theirs? I don't, it seems I don't like she's know. being put on assignment here. Yeah, exactly. But I don't, I don't feel that she's an official employee yet. And if she's not, then I don't think Pete really has the authority to send her to Russia. Exactly. To aid MacGyver in secretly blowing up a, a experimental plane, but mm-hmm. whatever. It's not our, it's not our call yeah. to make. Uh, in the opening scene of this mo- uh, movie, <laughs> of this episode... It feels like a movie, I'll tell yeah. you what. Um, we're, we're getting a lot of back and forth between MacGyver, who's in Switzerland flying in a hot air balloon rally. Right. And a... The, With the lovely Heidi. Yes. Um, and the jet, uh, the U.S. jet, who has crossed over somehow into... Eastern Europe. Yeah, we always forgive the fact that he's in Russian airspace. Yeah, it's like, this happens more often than it should. That it's like, oh, they shot one down one of our guys, and it's like, oh, where did they shoot him down? He should be in our country, right? Because yeah. we're not supposed to fly over other countries. Why it's like, we, no, 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 he wasn't. But go save him. Why were Why were they flying an experimental jet over a, Russia? Over Russia. <laughs> yeah. Or at least Eastern Europe. Still, 
it was probably built in the U.S. Yeah. Why did they send it over there to test it? I guess just to make sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, clearly they, we were trying to nuke their their psychics. Yeah, I, I I guess it's the same the same excuse for in stripes where they have the uh, the mobile assault vehicle. Right. Exactly. What was the code for that one? EM50. The EM50. The EM50 urban assault vehicle. Nice. Ah, uh, God, I love that. It's like the what is it called? The Malibu. Uh, the van used to, there used to be the same yeah, van yeah, parked yeah. out in oh, front of Matt and Josh's place yeah, all the time. Oh, gosh, yeah, I, I have a picture of it somewhere. I, th- I don't think that guy had a house. I think he lived in the van. Mm. But if I had the EM50, I would, too. Exactly. It's got everything you need. It's pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're, we go we go back and forth uh, between this, and uh, there's a weird, like, a weird uh, attempt at drama where MacGyver's just kind of narrating everything that's happening in the balloon. And he says, I hope we have enough fuel to make it over that peak. And then they make it over the peak. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know why you're doing this. Because um, they were just like, wow, this seems really lopsided. Like, one guy's crashing a plane in a dogfight. And yeah. then on the other side, we just have MacGyver, like, hanging out, floating a, around in a balloon. Um, he pops a champagne bottle, MacGyver. Right. And, but he doesn't pour himself a glass. He just pours it for her. Right. And, he probably uh, only brought one glass. Yeah. And uh, he, but he does enjoy a strawberry with her. Right. Um, and, and the dogfight that we're seeing cut back and forth with this is apparently lifted entirely from Top Gun. Nice. Except I, for obviously the cockpit stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, so the the Russian MiG fires a missile that misses because I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing because that's part of the cooling system. Sure. Yeah. Because um, it's supposed to keep the engine cool so that a missile, a heat-seeking missile, wouldn't chase it. Right. Yeah. Um. Which I feel is like that might be a really subtle detail, and maybe I'm giving this episode too much credit. Like maybe that's one of the reasons that they're so excited to get that plane is because the heat-seeking missile didn't follow it. Yeah. And the pilot was like, "I shot a missile at it, but it didn't even try to go after it." Yeah, yeah. Um, and so maybe, well, maybe we should get a look at that plane. Like, but meanwhile, the plane is overheating on its own. Yeah. Um, both the engines shut down. Yeah. And the pilot has an auto destruct because I guess because it's an experimental plane. Right. Which the auto strike doesn't work. Yeah, he didn't. He, it's experimental, though. <laughs> it's Give an it a break, Richard. That's what they were testing over Russia was the auto destruct. Oh, One last thing to test is the auto destruct, and then this baby's ready for nothing because it exploded. I <laughs> uh, hope we built another one. Um, you know, so the pilot, um, before he bails out, does the classic tell my wife I love her. Right. Um, and I thought this episode was going to be all about finding the pilot. Yeah. It's like the opposite of the pilot episode. Yeah, Where it's like, he's going there to destroy the remains of the plane and doesn't expect to find the pilot. And Mm -hmm. here he's expecting to find the pilot. Exactly. And they do, but not in the condition they were hoping. Um, So the GX-1 is the name of the plane. Right. uh, And the episode. Right. And it goes down. And uh, so uh, as it's crashing, we come back to MacGyver and the balloon touching down. And somehow Pete knew where the balloon was yeah, going to land. Immediately, he's there to send him on a new mission, um, and he brought Nikki. And it's weird because I think even I can't remember if it's now or later, but MacGyver has a line of dialogue is that you don't know where a balloon's going to land. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just the winds carrying it whatever direction. Well, like we he, don't. He's saying yeah. that to us. Oh. Pete knows. Pete knows. Um, Pete knows all. And uh, so yeah, he's brought Nikki along because they need to find the plane, and it will look better if he's with a. A woman, as a, so they have a married couple. Right. 
And we don't want to bring Heidi, who probably speaks the language. Yeah, speaks German, because yeah. apparently MacGyver doesn't speak any German. Yeah. Um, because we get a joke about it's like about Nikki complaining about the border guard. Right. And it's like, why did you start asking that border guard about his feet? Which makes no sense later, because Nikki doesn't speak German either. Yeah. So how does she know what MacGyver said? Yeah. Unless the guard said, oh, ho, ho, American, no, you were talking about my feet. Yeah. Um, which seems really unlikely. Yeah. Um, they have a general idea of where the plane and like they have it, Pete has it circled on a map like this around this right. lake. Um, and we move from that to this presumably underground bunker where yeah. the, they're basically grilling this Russian psychic, mm-hmm. um, to determine where the plane went down. Cause they want to find the remains just as badly. Right. And somehow they're even less capable of tracking where it went down, even though they the were pilot, there when it crashed. Yeah, like they the watched shot. it crash. Um, and Pete had earlier also shown them video footage of this, uh, psychic that was smuggled out. Right. Um, showing him like doing the, the Bill Murray Ghostbusters wavy line card test. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are those called? There's a name for those cards. Tarot cards. No, (laughs) it's a couple of wavy lines. It's not your your lucky day. (laughs) Um, so, uh, is the Russian psychic. Played by Walter, I'm going to say his last name is Gotel. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, who we know very well from our James Bond marathons. Right. As uh, Anton, Antoni, Anton. Uh, Anatol Gogol. Anatol. General Anatol Gogol, who's essentially the M of the, of the KGB. Correct. Um, and we see his office occasionally in the Kremlin. He plays mm. this character for two James Bonds because he's in... Uh, Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and View to a Kill with Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. And then he hung out for the first of the two Timothy Dalton ones, The Living Daylights. Right. But uh, as far as I know, he doesn't appear in License to Kill. Mm-mm. And th- those are the only two Bonds he works with. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Pierce Brosnan never got to hang out with this guy. But uh, good character for the series. Yeah. And uh, especially later in the franchise because he ends up playing almost uh, a friend Right. In some of the episodes, but um, but for the most part, yeah. He's he's supposed to be the bad guy there, mm-hmm. too. So I, I immediately recognized him. Like, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, there he is. Um, and he, he's obviously the um, the basis for the character that ends up being sort of insinuated as Ar- uh, Sterling Archer's father. Yeah. On Archer. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> an inspiration of that character. <laughs> Archer so much. It's a great show. Um, so Starkos is uh, in this bunker, and he's basically doing his like psychic shtick, like yeah. waving his arms. He pretends he's holding on to like the control, the, the controls of the of the plane, and he's like shaking them and panicking and saying things that he thinks emotionally the pilot would have been yeah. thinking. And uh, so, and 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 we're not sure if he's actually psychic. Because um, the things that he's doing could be deduced. Right. Um, if he had enough information. And, like, when he's looking at the – he's supposed to be, like, psychically looking at the pictures and he says, oh, we fired on him. Like, oh, it's like, how would they know that he shot him? It's like, but then that's when the guy says, those are from our gun cameras. Right. He would know that they would have cameras angled towards the guns. And if they're taking pictures with the gun cameras, they're probably shooting. Yeah. Um, so – you can you could logically piece together the things that he's doing, but um, he still psychically like circles 
And they, they the, leave it in the same gray area that they did with the Wish Child, where it's like, yeah, is he magic? Is mm-hmm. he not magic? It's up for the viewer to decide. Yeah. It's never like set in stone either way. But he circles the same lake on the map. Right. So like now, now the race is on for both sides. And, uh, and this is where Nikki and MacGyver arrive at their honeymoon destination. Right. Because uh, it's always a honeymoon. Mm-hmm. This is the honeymoon at, at the end of the uh, for lover money. Yeah, they were on a honeymoon, and with with the character who was supposed to be essentially Nikki Carpenter. Yeah, but because uh, it's the same person. Yeah. Like uh, I if, do not want to go on a mission with this person. Why did you bring her, Pete? Yeah, yeah. They, they have they have a past history. They're very uh, uh, not compatible. They're un- yeah. incompatible. They're sneaking into Russia to get someone out of the country. Yeah. So. Um, uh, since Mac and Nikki can't cooperate, they decide to go their separate ways. MacGyver's going to hike up the mountain, and Nikki's going to uh, do do her thing. Yeah, splitting up makes no sense either. Yeah. Like, it totally defeats all the purposes. But luckily they did, because Nikki overhears a guard call for Starkos, and the fa- and get, gets word that they're heading up the mountain. Right. So she feels she has to go and warn MacGyver that the Russians are coming. Right. Uh, and... So as far as she gets is that she's able to find MacGyver's car, but then she just randomly wanders up into the mountains without a map or gear. Right. Um, and she uh, dressed to buy a horse off of some random. Yeah, guy. exactly. Um, she's like falling into water and. Yeah, um, she can't even like cross a stream with like very clear rock steps across it. You don't cross the streams. Right. That's right. It would be bad. Yes. As um, we learned from our friend from the last episode, <laughs> Danny Barrett. But yeah, so she loses both of her shoes in this dream yeah. somehow. Not not just one. She loses both shoes yeah, she in loses rapid her succession. Shoes. And um, and then blows a bunch of money on a horse that she loses immediately also. Yeah, and and so she, again, wanders through the woods and happens to find MacGyver with a campfire. Yeah. And uh, uh, so MacGyver offers her some of his spare warm clothes and uh, so because she's soaking wet. Right. And so... There's like a there's like an odd scene that gets semi romantic where, you know, he asks her to turn around, or she you know she asks him to turn right yeah to look away while she undresses, and um, he offers to share his sleeping bag with her, which she declines, but then wakes up the next morning, curled up with him in the sleeping bag yeah, and now and then she and once she wakes up she scoots away and goes over by the fire and I don't know if she was trying to imply that, she was there all night, or if. She was just embarrassed, or yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't sure what what she was trying to accomplish. Uh, but they continue to argue as they as they hike, and he has, right. and he's made some duct tape shoes for her. Yeah, um, which I think is hilarious. Typical MacGyverism. Which you know he says that they won't last long. It's like oh, they should they should last a yeah, while, shouldn't they? Duct tape. I mean, you can walk around on duct tape for quite a while. Um. And they come across the Russians who are now at some kind of abandoned military barracks. Yeah. Um, and I'm, again, assuming that since they're in Germany, that it's German military, former German military, right, yeah, not yeah. like Eastern, like a, not a Soviet Union. Right. But they're both coming up on the pilot's body at the yeah. same time, essentially. Uh, the, the, and they just show an angle of this guy after he ejected, apparently his chute got caught in a tree and... I assume we're assuming that he was dead 
before he landed yeah, there or, because or, otherwise he would have cut the shoot loose. Exactly. He either got knocked out on impact and then died yeah. as a result of those injuries. Or maybe this was Top Gun footage. Maybe he, like, goosed it. Like, he just <laughs> slammed into another plane right above him. Ugh. In, in either way, like, the pilot's dead. And it's it's not what we expected. Like, right. We definitely expected them to find the pilot alive. Yeah. Because... It seems like a really dark turn. Like, suddenly the corpse is there. And yeah. they're, like, cutting stuff off of him to, like identify him and mm. figure out like they're just like yanking on his body and stuff yeah well because starcos wants like his gloves so yeah they're can, being like... very unceremonious about mm-hmm. it well, and one of the russian soldiers says we should probably bury him yeah like... and like the the kind of russian antagonist uh leader in this group yeah, says, yeah. we don't have time for this we need to find the plane yeah which uh, i almost side with him a little bit like that wouldn't be my first priority if someone crashed an experimental plane in my country without yeah. having permission in our airspace I mean, like, obviously, yes, we would make burying that person the correct way a priority, but yeah. th- this is conceivably an invader of our country. Yeah. Like, we're going to f- figure out what happened here first. This is still an international incident. Yeah. Like, like it or not. Even at the end of this episode. Yeah. Uh, even though they destroy the the plane, this is still, like, looks really bad. Yeah. But, uh, spoiler alert, sorry, then we get ahead of ourselves. Well, um, the plane was technically destroyed. That's true, crashed. that's true. <laughs> um, so Starkos has done more little, little, more like psychic dancing, um, and has now gestured to where the plane crashed. Which, if you look where he gestured, you can see that there's some trees. There's a swath of trees that have been cut away at the top yeah. of that. Yeah. And so it's just like, okay, well, yeah, you could clearly assume that the plane probably crashed up there. Right. Um, but what you couldn't assume is... As MacGyver's watching him from afar with a pair of binoculars, uh, Starkos looks over and looks directly into MacGyver's eyes. Right. He knows if, exactly where they are. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like, even in my notes, I was like, I'm not sure if the pilot's dead or alive. And then when they said bury him, I was like, oh, oh yeah, he's definitely okay, dead. Okay, then he's dead, yeah. <laughs> or is he? Oh. Um, like, well, why don't we solve this issue, and then we'll decide whether we're going to bury him alive. <laughs> Uh, you know, we go, what was it in, um, where the guy shoots the coffin in the previous MacGyver episode? Oh, road, the road not taken? Yeah. Hold <laughs> this, hold this, shoot this coffin first. Yeah. Actually, was it the road not taken or was it the one where, um, uh, he gets tricked into saving the botanist? Yeah, it's the botanist. It's, uh, Jack of Lies. Jack of Lies. Yeah. So now, uh, as the Russians have cleared out and, uh, MacGyver and Nikki are now at the pilot's body, which they, they've cut down. Right. They've cut it down from the, uh, from the pole. And they start. Uh, MacGyver Rifling takes his, his stuff. MacGyver's going through his wallet. Well, uh, Nikki goes through his wallet. Oh. He's he's getting his dog tags. Oh, okay. Um, I'm presuming he, you know, he, I believe the rules. You take one and leave the other one. So that they can identify the body, but yeah. then you can report that the person has died. Correct. Yeah. Um, and uh, she goes through his wallet. <laughs> right. And finds the note from Sarko that just says, "Follow me." Yeah, and then she takes like a gift card to Subway for like forty dollars. <laughs> yeah, he won't be needing this. He's got three punches on this cold stone card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get eight ice creams. <laughs> um, and so, you know, they're not they're not sure if Starkos is leading them into a trap or not. Yeah. But either way, it seems like he knew they were going to go through the wallet. Right. <laughs> he probably left these notes all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is everywhere. Uh, this is like he's just writing them and just throwing them as he yeah. walks. Um, so as they reach the wreckage, the Russians... Uh, Starkos has like a fainting spell. Right. 
and says like, oh, no, I need a to... A vision is coming on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a vision. Uh, and, uh, but the leader is like, you know, says, well, whatever. Like, he doesn't believe in Starkos anyway. Yeah. So he's having the men starting up to gather up the plane wreckage. Just no, no matter how small, get it all together in a heap. And, uh, as close together as yeah, possible. Yeah, as possible. For optimal explosiveness. <laughs> if, there's any, if there's any fuel, make sure to cover everything in fuel. <laughs> Um, so, uh, MacGyver and Nikki are like kind of watching from a safe distance and there's all kinds of like stuff blowing in the air. Like it's like a really heavy pollen, uh, season because there's this like, like looks like cotton and stuff like just blowing in the air. Almost looks like a fantasy movie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Russian helicopters are bringing in heavy equipment to, cause they have like tractors all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's when Starkos kind of makes his appearance to Nikki and MacGyver. Yeah, he just suddenly shows up behind them mm-hmm. while they're watching like these tractors towing the fuselage around. Yeah, so Starkos wants to go with them. He wants to to leave Russia because he's pretty much a, an experiment. Is Starkos the name? That's not the name of the bad guy from Star Fox. What is that guy's name? Uh, Andros. Andros. Okay. Yeah, I just remember the Oz part. Oh, what? He's covered in soap. Wash him off. You better wash him off. Yeah. But yeah, he basically starts throwing more psychic stuff at them. Like, mm-hmm. I know your feet hurt. Yeah. And it's like, oh, did my duct tape shoes give it away? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I also know that you're planning to blow up the plane. Because, like... Why else would there be uh, an American here if there's an experimental plane that just went yeah. down? Of course. But it looks like all the when he opens up his backpack, all the explosives are like... Designed to look like energy bars or yeah, chocolate bars or something. Are, it's so awesome. Yeah. And the compass he has been using uh, also doubles it is the, like a, the it, trigger. It is the it. trigger. Yeah. And the the insert of the compass will be used in opening credits later on. Oh, okay, cool. Because um, I recognize it. It's like, oh, I was wondering when that was going to be in the credits. Oh, that's funny. But it'll so later on in the series, uh, we'll have probably that. starting season four. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he he sneaks off while Starkos goes and like does his own like. To make an appearance for the Russians, so they can't look like he disappeared yet. Right. Yeah. So his excuse was just, "I'm having a fainting spell," and that's why he had to leave. Yeah. And then he just just wanders back out, like, "Oh, I'm feeling okay now." Yeah, exactly. And so MacGyver is now sneaking around the wreckage, and Starkos is watching him from the hill. Uh, the Russian soldiers start moving the wreckage around, right? Because they they had a they airlifted in a, a like a bulldozer, tractor, trailer kind of thing. And, and they're using it to tow around all these pieces. Right, yeah. Because they're, they're just trying to get it as close together as possible. They're yeah. not trying to arrange it in the shape of a plane or anything. They're just trying to get it together at the right, moment. Right, right. Um, so uh, we see them dragging like a huge piece of fuselage. Yeah. And uh, when they drop it off, MacGyver climbs out of the fuselage. And He's been hiding in it. Yeah, exactly. Ever since it crashed. <laughs> somehow. No one will ever suspect. Um, and I guess we're, we're supposed to assume that this is part of the cooling system that that they're meant to destroy right um so he's got all the the candy bar uh, explosives mm-hmm. and um his uh the compass he's been using is the one that, that doubles as a detonator right and so like you like you unscrew the face and there's like the timer and stuff yeah, on it and the buttons underneath yeah so that's gonna be part of the opening and it's sequence. a remote yeah. detonator right well it's a timer oh okay uh, so it's, he it's, just yeah. sets the time and then yeah it's, it. it's, it's it's i think it's three buttons i think it's up down and start just set it and forget it. Yeah. And then remember it. <laughs> don't forget. Whatever <laughs> don't, you do, don't forget it. Don't forget it. And it. Don't forget it. 
Time bombs. Set it and don't forget it. Um, but this uh, this this uh, insert will be used in the opening credits later on. Right. Yeah. So I always like I always remember that. Um, so he he's like breaking up the candy bars and like putting them in different sections because he ends up putting it all over the place. Like not right. just like in Spreading one section. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's planning are to they blow all up. strung together or they'll just set each other off. I think they just they set each other off. Okay. I think just the, the explosion, just one after the other. Yeah. Um, so he's set the timer and he runs up the hill, but one of the soldiers manages to just spot him and starts chasing after him a little bit. Right. And Nikki, uh, spots the she, soldier like, running. Yeah. And then, Calls out to MacGyver, but then clubs the guy hard. Yeah, exactly. Branch. And uh, Starkos had said that uh, that she'll save MacGyver's life. Right. So this is supposed to be that prophecy that being that fulfilled. Called, yeah. Uh, um, and uh, but when the guard gets knocked out, he still manages to squeeze off a few rounds, which alerts everybody else that right. that there's something going on. Uh, and so MacGyver unfortunately loses his footing and tumbles right back down to the wreckage that's about to explode. Yeah. So now he has to run through the wreckage because the Russians are coming from the other direction. And um, just as he does that, things start exploding. Right. So he ends up right at the edge of this sort of a cliff face. Yeah. And he's forced to to kind of dive off simultaneously with this explosion. Right. From the audience perspective, we can't really tell what's happened. Right. And neither can Nikki and Starkos, but Starkos grabs Nikki and says, we got to get out of here right now. And then we end up with kind of a uh, Last Crusade moment with uh, MacGyver's hanging off the edge of this cliff face right. while people are looking for him. Although it looks like he's not actually hanging completely. Yeah. I mean, there's two different angles on it. And in one, he's clearly hanging straight down. Mm-hmm. But then in the other one, it looks like he's kind of laying at a weird like, Yeah, a very angle. strange angle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I guess we move into the next act. Right, right. Um, because it cuts to when we when we come back, it's nighttime, okay. and helicopters are like just spotlighting the ground up and looking uh, for looking for anybody. I mean, uh, this is the suspect. They, they suspect the suspect. <laughs> they suspect that MacGyver is dead, and Nikki and Sarkos have headed back to those barracks where they found um, the pilot. Yeah, and. But then all of a sudden, MacGyver just bursts through the door. Yeah, he just kicks it in, right? right. And then <laughs> yeah. they thought he was dead still. So. Yeah. Um, and, He's uh, lucky they didn't just shoot him or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you just like knock and say it's me or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so MacGyver then, like, he, he says that the helicopters are probably going to run out of fuel soon. Because right. they've been circling all day and all night. They, they, it must be getting close for the attempt time for them to get back. Maybe you can explain this line for me. He says, how long would it take round trip for them to go back and refuel? And he says, oh, a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And then he, he says, all right, that gives us 12 hours. <laughs> it's like, that's not, no, I said a couple. 12 is, is he, like six times a couple. Yeah, and you said round trip. Yeah, like, so that was, that was the round trip time. I don't understand <laughs> where you're getting this 12 from. Um, well, because they needed 12 hours yeah. in order to, to make it They're believe- going to need to refuel at least six times before they can come <laughs> out of here again. It's like a daisy chain where they have to stop at a place right. to refuel and then continue to on to the To get to the next place to refuel. <laughs> Why don't we just refuel what? here? <laughs> we can refuel once and go back. I want to top it off. Yeah. I, want, I want it to be absolutely full. What they really meant is two hours? Okay, great. Well... We don't have any more time in the schedule to shoot tonight, so next time you see us, it'll be daytime. Yeah. 
But also, the reality of MacGyver's plan would require a lot of time to put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that time, the soldiers would have gotten to them. Because and it would have been weird if he said, round trip? Oh, about 12 hours. It's like, Jesus, where are they going? Yeah, exactly. Six. It took them six hours. It didn't take Nikki and MacGyver. Well, I think they did kind of camp out for the night. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah, um, but then they they needed the, all the time for their Burr Munchausen plan. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, MacGyver is telling everybody to gather as much fabric as possible, including the parachute. Right. And uh, he starts like uh, taking apart some old, I guess, I guess, or acetylene or propane tanks. Yeah. Um, I think he says they're acetylene. And uh, and like we, we cut to them like like the next day. With all the fabric spread out, and Starkos is like melting down rubber and painting it onto the, uh, the clothes. Right. Yeah. And uh, she's still gathering all all kinds of other material uh, for them to melt down and to cover up the. Uh, I, I guess they're I guess they're using the, the the rubber to like seal up. Yeah, the it kind of seems that way because he's like painting it on. Mm-hmm. And uh, they kind of they just grab like a like the pieces of um some kind of shack like like metal shack yeah yeah and uh they start getting everything together just as the soldiers start to arrive um but starcross has like a couple of moments with him uh uh he uh, just kind of tells him hey everything's gonna be okay you don't need to worry right and the guy was like if i don't worry then nothing's gonna happen and we're mm-hmm. not gonna get away and then he's like oh you worry too much MacGyver. yeah and, and starcross has like a, a moment where he talks about how He's been the object of study. He, yeah. he lives well, but he's not free, um, and that he he wants to a chance to be free. Um, and then he starts making some like uh, what are they called? Uh, cold uh, cold readings on MacGyver, mm-hmm. where he's just like, oh well, uh, you know, don't worry about it. I know you lost your father when you were a kid, and yeah. he just like starts looking like, into it. You couldn't make it to your mother's funeral. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like, what kind of a file do you people have on me? Which is, uh, in uh, two two weeks' time, he'll be missing another funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aw. Aw. Um, so, we don't get to see the balloon inflation or anything like that. We just kind of cut to the guards, the soldiers arriving as the balloon is fully inflated and starting to lift off the ground. Yeah. And uh, and instead of shooting the balloon, the, they all They're immediately... They're shooting at this, the, the metal basket that yeah. they put together. Um. Which this is our second hot air balloon escape, as mm-hmm. illogical yeah, as that yeah. seems. But the balloon looks great when it's flying. Yeah, it really I, looks I, like. I like that they use the parachute as the top half of the balloon. Yeah, I think yeah. That's actually a pretty neat mechanism. Um, and and it's 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 the balloon itself is very convincing in flight that it looks like it's made of rags. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, however, they decorated that balloon or or got it to look like that. It, yeah. it was really impressive. Not as cool though as the Baron Chesson. Yeah, yeah, which is made which of obviously wins. Made, made of, of lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before they got on, MacGyver put the reserve chute for the pilot on Nikki, right? In case they should have to bail out, and so at least she would live. Yeah. Um, Instead and, of just using that fabric for the second half. Yeah, of the exactly. Or taking like one hour. Yeah, it's like really, I don't think I'd want to live as a captured Soviet spy. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll just use this parachute for the other half of the balloon and we're done yeah like 10 hours ahead of schedule (laughs) (laughs) um and that and that that time frame was for the helicopter's return yeah so in 12 hours the helicopters will be back yeah they should be there by now so you only really only have like 10 hours yeah 
Um, uh, so as so the balloon is escaping on the winds, um, but they're not going to clear this mountaintop. Right. So they have to lose weight. So MacGyver cuts loose the tanks, but that's not enough. Yeah, and it's on like a dolly, and he just like throws it yeah. off the side. But there's no way that wasn't enough. Like. Yeah, that was a lot of weight. It seems like that's a that's like throwing at least one more person off of the thing. Yeah. Um, so you know, Nikki has the parachute on, so they tell Nikki, "You're gonna have to jump right now." Which like, is, I mean, like, it's it seems like it's an innocent mistake, but obviously that's why he gave her the parachute, right? I. Because it doesn't make any sense otherwise. Like, what would you... Unless he's just like, well, if there was an emergency and all three of us were going to die, at least the woman would survive? Is yeah, that the plan? Yeah, I guess that's the plan. It just seems like, well, worst case scenario, we push her out. Yeah. Like, that was his thinking going into it. And and plus, the, I, as I recall, reserve chutes aren't, like, a full parachute. Like, they, they, they're a big parachute, but they're not, like, the ones that you can really kind of figure out how you're where you're going and kind of control it yeah it's, it's designed to be in for an emergency yeah um, and when your reserve chute doesn't open then you don't have another chute yeah and uh and also i think you know the minimum altitude and all that because if, if they if they're worried about not clearing a mountain then they have to be pretty low already yeah, yeah. i don't think she would have had time to deploy it fully on the way down yeah but but she does because she jumps out screaming and and she makes it they don't know where they are, and they don't know where she is, yeah. but at least she's made it. But she lands in a field somewhere, and then ends yeah. up somehow able to hitchhike from there. Um, and uh, the balloon still manages to go through some bunch of trees, yeah, which is cool. some trees. Like, I'm, I'm surprised that they got that shot. And it's clearly their prop hot air balloon with yeah. you know all their ridiculous stuff pasted all over the outside of it. But it actually crashes into some trees, which yeah. is like, if I was a hot air balloon pilot, I would be pretty terrified if that was happening. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, somehow the, the balloon lands. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so MacGyver is, I guess, kind of deflating the balloon because he seems to just be like collapsing the fabric as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, as he's like screaming excitedly about the fact that it worked. Yeah. Which it seems like you would be excited when it first took off, but by the time like, it landed, it's like, oh, it successfully landed. Yeah, like, like yeah, that's well, what you, it was gonna do eventually. You probably don't want to inspire panic, like. I can't believe it worked <laughs> as yeah, 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 you lift off true. the ground and everyone's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure we were goners. <laughs> Darcy Marta was like, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> um, uh, it worked. It worked. Uh, so as they're kind of like standing there, MacGyver's like referencing, referencing like that Starkos is going to be able to come to America with him. But Starkos is like, but I'm not going to be free there either, am I? I'm just going to be another studied person and an ex-spy who's been put under house arrest. says, well, what I might do is not tell people their futures if you don't want to be dragged around <laughs> yeah. like a freak. No <laughs> one's forcing you at gunpoint to say this stuff. Just don't let on that you're a psychic yeah. if you don't actually like being a psychic. But you're probably faking it, in which case just stop faking it if you don't want to be right. an experiment. Um, so he just lets Starkos go. He yeah. doesn't even answer his question. Like, like Starkos says like, that I'll still be I'll still be a freak there, wouldn't I? My guy just kind of like shrugs, like, meh. Uh, so well, it's Star- not going to physically change what you are when you get to America. Yes, you will still be a freak. Yeah. Because you're a freak. That doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> Crossing the line into America won't suddenly take away your psychic powers. No. Or will it? Oh. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> that's when Nikki arrives in a truck full of goats. Right. 
Um, no driver. <laughs> totally driven by goats. She hitched a ride with a pack of goats. In a truck full of people. Yeah. There's a bunch of people in the bed and just goats up in the cab. <laughs> and they drop her off, and she's already chewing out MacGyver, like, right as the car's pulling up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you knew that was going to happen. That's why you gave me the parachute. And he's, like, trying to like talk he her didn't. out of it. But yeah. obviously that's the only reason why he would have done it. And uh, she asks where Starkos is, and there's, like, a final moment where they wave goodbye to him. Um, and that's it, I guess. I mean, the mission is accomplished. Yeah. They, they blew up the plane. Uh, their optional objective of freeing Starkos was completed. And I don't think saving the pilot was ever a, even a mission objective. Yeah. They, they said that he might be dead. They're presuming that he's dead. But I figured, the way this episode started, like, that he would be alive. Yeah. I figured absolutely he's going to be found alive. Um, it's, it was really kind of a twist. I think if they hadn't been pushing Nikki on us so hard this season, that it would have been a female pilot and that he would have mm. found her. And that's that would have been his cohort for yeah, this whole yeah, episode. Yeah. But, uh, and maybe that's the way the script started. And then eventually they're like, could this be a Nikki episode too? And the pilot's yeah. just dead. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's kind of dark, don't you think? And this Nikki character is not really panning out the way we wanted. Yeah, that's fine. We'll just keep putting her in. The fans have got to yeah. accept her. I, I, I kind of liken Nikki to, um, actually, oddly enough, um, the character in Lost, which you haven't seen, yeah. uh, Nikki and Paolo, to people who are familiar with Lost. Yeah. Um, in like the fourth season, they decided to introduce two new characters who and act as if they had always been there. Like that's, that's weird. Yeah. And, and so whenever they have like flashbacks of stuff that happened in previous episodes, they're they, just in the flashbacks. they're in the background. What really? <laughs> and everyone was so mad. Oh man! <laughs> Every time you saw them like referencing that they, oh yeah, I was there when this happened. It's like no, you weren't. You didn't exist yet. <laughs> It was so frigging weird and frustrating. And That's then they, funny. And there was such a backlash that they had to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but obviously one of those characters was named Nikki. Yeah. So it was bad luck. And weirdly enough, played by Alyssa Duvalis. Ah, uh, only. No, if only. No. Um, but bad luck with Nikki's uh, being introduced so late. Yeah. Uh, this was a... Uh, it's all right. It's, it's it's pretty by the numbers episode. Yeah. Um, we you know the the mysticism of Starkos is left to your imagination if you believe or disbelieve in him. Yeah. Uh, Off the top of my head, I don't I don't know what this is. This is sort of a remake of in terms of like having been inspired by a feature film. Mm. Like I'm trying to think of something that involved fighter pilots and psychics and. Uh, I involving both of those i can't really think of them yeah i haven't seen uh was it firefox i think that's about hijacking or a plane oh uh, maybe clint eastwood i'm not sure i haven't seen it so i really shouldn't reference it uh i use chrome so i don't <laughs> i don't really know um but it seems like a, a you know uh, it, it's if anything it's like historic like like a test pilot is shot down in uh enemy territory again um, yeah. Clearly violating airspace. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I can I can think of more modern movies like Behind Enemy Lines, but like I'm trying to think of something that would have reflected this MacGyver episode. Yeah, yeah. Before it. Um, Although MacGyver does have a history of predating. The yeah. Episode. Yeah. Amazingly amazing predictions from yeah. MacGyver. I was talking to my dad about the Tim Rosovich one. Uh, oh the yeah, it's so weird. And he was like, because I told him, it was like, he said he played for the Titans. It was like, my dad's all, wait a minute, the Titans is what it became. Like, yeah. I know, that's, that's, that's the point. That's why it's crazy. 
Um, but all in all, it, it's an okay episode. Um, it, it it was nothing. It was nothing crazy. Yeah. But it wasn't terrible. Yeah. And uh, Nikki's harmless here. Yeah. She's not as annoying as she usually is. Although it is weird that she can't walk across a string of rocks or yeah. hold onto both shoes for a very short period of time. Oh, and and what was she planning to do? Like the. Pete said that they could go their separate ways once they get across the border. What was her plan? Yeah. Like, MacGyver had brought climbing gear to go up and, and find the plane. Yeah. It was, she was very clearly uh, an afterthought in uh-huh. this episode. And, um, yeah. That's about it? Yeah, that's for about this it. one. Um, if you'd like to share your thoughts on this episode, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenix foundation podcast and as always you can find us on our website phoenixfoundationpodcast.com if you're digging the show feel free to review us on itunes and tune in next week we're going to be covering season three episode seven jack in the box yeah good sandwiches some bruce mcgill back in here um thank you for listening bye